Welcome to the 2030 podcast. My name is Timothy Otieno. And my name is Joshua Folorunso. Yeah, so this week uh, we are delving into a very sensitive topic, if you ask me. We are talking about financial management. Exactly. Very broad topic, so yeah. to speak. And money we will... Money matters. Yes. Sensitive, broad, yeah. controversial. Important. Important. Exactly. Yeah, so we'll do a mini-series of this one and we will break it down into a series of parts yeah. uh, throughout the coming weeks. But we just want to begin with the preliminaries and talk a little bit about how as young people we are managing our finances, probably how we ought to manage our finances and uh, probably me and Josh could draw a few lessons that we've learned uh, as we tried to transition into being financially independent yeah. and moving on from depending on our parents yeah. and being our own uh, breadbasket, mm. so to speak. Yes. Sometimes as we grow older, it seems like the responsibilities tend to become more and way more. So clearly it's very, very important. Now, if I may ask you, how did you manage this aspect of starting to pay bills at a young age um, just trying to manage the whole independency. I think, uh, first of all, I encourage the listeners to grab a pen and pencil at this point <laughs> because I want to begin <laughs> classes in yes. session. Yes. Number one yeah. for me, the most important thing yeah. about good financial management yeah. has got to be savings. Yeah. You have to save and you have to plan mm. on how you want to save. Yeah. And I think that really worked well for me mm. uh, at a very uh, opportune time. Yeah. Uh, immediately after college, you know, you, you, you get a few gigs here yeah. and there. You do this, you're paid a day, yeah. you get some gigs that go through, others don't. Yeah. But in whatever the finances I used to get, I would not spend all of it. Mm. That's that's what I came to do. I wouldn't spend everything. Okay. At least I would save, let's say, at least 20%. Okay. Uh, which even up to now I think is rather low. Probably I would encourage people to save like 30 or 35% of any earnings that they get. Mm -hmm. So that really helps a lot. And I'll give a practical example. When I wanted to move out mm -hmm. uh, from my parents' uh, home to my own place, mm -hmm. um, it took me about seven months mm -hmm. of saving mm -hmm. and of planning to move out because you know when you move out uh, first of all you know you'll have to pay rent and deposit yeah. then rent will be on you every month yeah. then you cannot not budget for the meals you'll eat exactly. you won't sleep on the floor so you need a bed you need all those and, and you don't and you don't go into it thinking about the option of moving back to your parents exactly it's yeah. a thing it's I, like when you're out you're, you're not a, exactly. and especially if you're a boy and exactly. a, a firstborn child yeah. you have to you're not looking back exactly when <laughs> there's no looking back and so for that savings is very very important so from the moment i knew uh the space that i was living in with my parent yeah. now became small not physically small but psychologically yes. you feel like you need your own space you need your own room case, yeah. yeah so you start planning and that's what i did i i uh, came up with a formula and said okay i want to move out initially i wanted to move out and then first three months okay. but it took me seven months to move out for many reasons because savings also is not easy you have to have a steady flow of income yeah. before you can say you want to save yeah. and at the time i did not have a steady flow of income okay. 
uh, but I knew and you have to draw up a work plan where you say I need at least this amount of money so for instance you'd say um, if I want to move into a bed seater yeah. for instance mm. which on average would be about between 7 to 10,000 Kenya shillings then you need to ask yourself how long would it take me mm-hmm. uh, to raise enough amount of money that can allow me to have at least six months of rent yeah so if you're using 10k as uh the price for a bed sitter then you, you ask yourself how much how long will it take me to raise 60k in savings yeah so that by the time i move out i have a six month cushion yeah that i can actually and, pay and sustain and, my and rent this is very very important to actually go in that direction when i was also about to move out i also thought mine wasn't six months i was thinking about three months i was like okay if I, because I do business, it's not like employment. However, I said, if I have three months worth of rent, mm-hmm. and that's minus the deposit, you see, you have three months worth of rent, that's a very comfortable position to be at at that moment. Because it's very annoying to think about rent. It's very annoying to be in a house and be worried about that house. Yeah. And it's not a comfortable position to be at. That, that's the honest truth. And 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 I think that's very important because you never know what could happen in between. If somebody's employed, what mm-hmm. happens? If you said okay, um, you start. In fact, if something I've, I've come to learn, don't plan with money you don't have. Don't plan with money you're not 100% guaranteed. With. Don't plan with money you don't have. That's the thing because you might try and make projections about your job. Okay, different people have contracts, different people have uh, different setups in terms of the employment. But the thing is, this: if you're in an employment state, that your boss can decide that. Tomorrow you're out. You're out. you're out the door. You might even have a contract, and something happens, and your and that company just goes completely down. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with major corporations mm-hmm. in our country, mm-hmm. and so you don't want to put yourself in a very bad position because of dependency on that revenue stream. Because you 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 are planning with money that you didn't have yet. Yes, you've been guaranteed a payment at the end. Yes, you're doing a good job at your workplace, but be wise about it. What you said is very important, if possible try and work with six months ahead in advance. I mean, mm. so that even if, if God forbid that you don't have a job for the next five or so months, you're not, rent is not the thing you're thinking yes, about. Yes, exactly. Not the thing you you need to have about. that cushion. Exactly. Uh, and I also I end, and I also feel uh, there's this philosophy that I like using. I would not encourage anybody mm. to spend more than half mm of their salary or income or wages on rent. In fact, never spend more than half. Yes. In fact, somebody gave me that exact advice. Before I move that, Mm. it says, whatever your salary is, make sure your rent does not take more than half of it. It should never take more than half. In fact, I think it should be less than a third or a third at the most on rent alone. Because, you you know, somebody who's maybe still in the parents' home will be thinking, if I just have rent, I'm good. But don't realize that you have electricity to pay, you have water to pay for, you have food that you must eat. Yeah. Now, and then let me ask you, when you started, um, when you just moved out, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, let's say now the cost of, how, how are you able to keep your costs somewhat low when in, that, in those preliminary stages of you moving out? I think for me, what what made it uh, a bit better for me, and I, I realize people are different, yeah. uh, but for me, uh, I'm not a spendthrift. Okay. I don't think, I don't know, I hope that helps. But <laughs> I'm, I'm not really, I don't do impromptu, I rarely do impromptu spending. Um, I rarely 
feel like I always have to, let's say, go out of my way to either have expensive meals or wear the most fancy clothes. So innately, uh, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm reserved financially yeah. when it comes to spending. I'm a bit reserved. Yeah. So keeping that cap, keeping that lead was never a problem for me. The problem now comes in, and especially for young people, when now you are in that cycle where there's a f- you're like transitioning mm-hmm. from depending on your parent to your parent now depending on you yes that's yes. where it becomes tricky that's true. where it becomes a bit tricky because at the end of the day whether your parent will say it or not mm-hmm. you'll morally feel obliged to help out in one way or another. It's true. It's true. Especially when you see a need, your heart just... Exactly. When you see a need, your heart just goes out. So, for me, uh, spending for myself wasn't a big problem. I found that relatively easy, but it came a point where now I also had to help my parent out. And that's where now you have to really prioritize. It's true. You see, you have to really prioritize. You say, if I was to, for instance, go out this weekend, how much would I spend on that? Probably five thousand, six thousand. Yeah. Can I save this mm-hmm. and send my mom so that yeah. she can use that five thousand or six thousand on food exactly. or on transportation? Exactly. So that's where uh, you are almost like a, a parent, mm-hmm. so to speak, yeah. because you have somebody who is depending on you, or your behaviors and your financial actions mm-hmm. could, in one way or another, affect more than yourself. In fact, that's one of the things about growing up. I think I I grew up when I, when I realized that I don't live a life for myself anymore. When I realized that I'm not the only, that my decisions will not just affect my, will not just affect me. I was reading a book one time, it was actually just before I got married, and that book was really giving advice on managing your finances as uh, when, when you're becoming, when you're going into marriage. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And it gave two stories, it gave two stories of people who are budgeting for their weddings. One couple who wanted the most elaborate wedding, they, 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 they chose it was like a destination wedding, they wanted X number of guests, like it was just extremely elaborate. And what they did was they decided to take loans to be able to cover the wedding. Now, one year later, one year down the line, that couple after getting married got divorced mm-hmm. and you could tell that the issue was not because of loving each other the issue is not the love the issue was the aspect of finances because the truth is this the moment now you cross over into marriage you're crossing over with your loans you're crossing over with those bills whatever you didn't take care of before mm-hmm. is what you're gonna carry into now your marriage mm-hmm. now it gave another example of another couple who decided to do their wedding at um it, it's it's a story in the u.s they decided to do a wedding at a, at a barn somewhere and they, they, they have their, their friends give them some a plot of land where they can do their wedding and all those things and they spent very little and they decided that after the wedding the honeymoon that they wanted to go for was actually was actually a cabin somewhere in a forest who their, uh, their friend actually gave them that cabin to have for a whole week. Now, this other couple decided to maybe go to Paris or go to Italy, decided mm-hmm. to take a tour. Remember, they're doing this on loans. They're doing this not by on their, the finances that they have, but the finances that they've t- taken from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And this other couple were married up until the time that book was written, but this other couple got divorced within the very first year. And that person said this, that the difference between good financial management and bad financial management is good or bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You'll find most times the difference between somebody being broke and somebody being rich is a series of good decisions or a series of bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And so 
when we are growing up, as we are talking about this whole transition, let's say from being uh, dependent to an independent, you grow up, you start realizing that your life is not for you alone. That even if you come from a wealthy home and you were given all that you needed, eventually you're going to have to take care of yourself. Any responsible person will have to take care of yourself. I, I, I didn't value saving that much before when I was still living in my parents' home. And and as a result, when you go out there, you don't have that much of a cushion. Mm, you I didn't spend we as all. it comes. Yeah, that's the thing. You <laughs> didn't spend, we all. That's the thing. You spend, you, you, you spend as you go. I think when you're on your own is when you really now re, uh, respect and appreciate what your parents go through. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> now then for them, they're thinking about school fees. Exactly. Exactly. But then there's also this issue where you not only because your financial basket not only serves you and your parents mm. there are sometimes uh, people who would ask you for money yeah. or friends who are in a fix maze josh nimekwama hivi ama maze nilishikwa jana niokole so i know i'm putting in the spotlight so much but how do you regulate this because at the end of the day you might end up losing yourself trying to make everybody happy financially you have to as a, that one is something that and it's very tricky and, and, and because and if you don't yeah then you are tagged as either stingy mean or ume change ama unaringa squeezy you see you see i don't i, I don't know why sometimes um when, when when someone when so, sometimes in some cases I find that somebody requires a need, and you might find that somebody feels like they have a right to what you own mm-hmm. based off of the based off of the fact that you're friends. I think for somebody first of all who has a need, mm-hmm. when you're going up to somebody who who you think has it, don't go with with, with the mentality that you have a right to what they have. Mm-hmm. In fact, somebody once said that money always looks long from a distance. Mm-hmm. So somebody you you, you start planning. <laughs> looks long from a distance. Yeah. Like it looks like hey, this guy is making it big. This guy is actually making it really big. I'm speaking from a, a perspective where because if if that person tells you no, they're not telling you. They may not tell you no because they don't have the finances, but because of how they've planned things. There's a particular uh, person who um, was was in need um, time and time again, and it seemed like the need kept rising the more the more so this week he asked for this amount next week he asked for a little more mm. and so on and so forth and i remember one time i remember he, he texted me and he told me you know josh um you're 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 like my guy you're the person i'll just go to immediately when i have a need and i was like I, don't think I, I, you see, I was like okay this you need to put a pause here <laughs> the issue is, you see the issue is this you may think you're helping somebody but you're not really helping that person you may think that you're helping this guy but you're not helping this person because now every time you have a need before he thinks of what work he'll do he knows he has a cushion yeah in you. exactly he has a cushion in you and you need to be very aware of the people who genuinely have a need an emergency a person who normally doesn't ask you for things but has come up and actually really needs this and thing. you also need to be aware of those who only look for you you know there's just there those yeah. phone calls you always receive at the end of the month yes. those text messages na jatu music if ka 20 fast yes ka message kata ingia niaje josh hey. how are you hi mingi they are always there exactly, what is i doing with this person mm. was uh, whatever it asked for i'd cut it in half 
so that he can his mind can be yeah. jogged to try and think okay what can I do to get this other one, this yeah. other half yeah. and what other times he said I can't today other times I give him what he needs mm. and at some point at some point it stopped and that guy is doing very well today actually ah. he's actually doing very well because you might think you're helping somebody but you're not really helping them in fact you're making it worse for that person mm. because their minds you know your brain is a, is a muscle it needs to be exercised so if your mind starts thinking that it has a cushion it can just feed off of somebody through and through mm. you're not really helping that person you're not really right on so how did you draw the line oh. <laughs> like for you, it's, how did you draw the line? It, it, uh, you always tend to okay. I've fallen victim to mm. those end of the month kind of communicators and people who look for you at that time. But there's always a time uh, you'll always realize, like you always say, you'll always know mm. somebody who's genuine, and you'll always know somebody who's taking mm. advantage yeah. of you. But uh, for me, um, I can't say I really drawing the line. Really, I, I, I think. I just communicate my situation well. Okay. Like for me, I I'm I'm never ashamed. You know, money matters. Sometimes people are very ashamed of stating their financials. I am never. By the way, I'm not ashamed of <laughs> saying I'm broke. Mm. I'm not ashamed of saying okay, this month I'm a bit behind on this bill or on that bill. So when those times arise where somebody comes and tells you, oh, you know, help me this, help me that, I'm always very honest. Mm. And I say, okay, my plan, depending on who they are also, I just say, my plan is this, this, mm. this, I'm short of this and I can't help you. Mm. Now, probably another time. Mm. And I think that helps a lot. It helps uh, remove uh, castigation on yourself. It helps uh, avoid uh, this tension and breaking of relationships that ought not to mm. because of the fact that you want to always please people yeah. at your own expense and so for me I think rule number one is just be honest first of all with yourself be true to yourself don't live a life you can't just because maybe you're on TV doesn't mean that every other time somebody asks you for money you just pop it out exactly. if you can't you can't because they might think you see someone will be I'm trying to think if I'm in your shoes and I'm being I'm, I'm someone who's being seen people have certain expectations of, of you, you. you exactly see, some have expectations of you and so the pressure is on you to now maintain the image the quote, image unquote, quote unquote image because how can this guy say that he's broken exactly and, and I've, I've literally just seen, seen him on news right now you understand exactly somebody, <laughs> so somebody will be thinking this guy must be just swimming in money swimming in money yeah so it's a perception thing depending on yeah. which field you are in yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think universally it cuts across if you implement the the policy of honesty and honesty to yourself first of all yeah. then you can easily navigate secondly I'd like to say also it's important uh, for good financial management mm. to have multiple revenue streams very important your source of income should not come from one direction yeah. if you can avoid it it would be better like you said for instance works can end contracts mm. come to an end people lose their jobs things change so if you depend all of your finances coming from one channel basket. one basket yeah, yeah. something may happen mm. so my encouragement would be ensure that you have multiple revenue streams and this can be done through a variety of things number one is connections mm. the connections we have i think are vital mm. like 
take every inter- and I, I've come to learn this even in my career. Take every interaction like you're a salesperson, you're pitch, you're selling yeah. your brand or you're selling yourself. Yeah. Because how you sell yourself will determine how much of a brand you grow or how much you shrink depending uh, in this country that's known that you have to know someone mm-hmm. to get ahead mm-hmm. it's a bad notion but i think it's very true mm-hmm. to some extent mm-hmm. not all the time but to some extent you have to know people because a good example josh would be you are married mm-hmm. i wouldn't say recently depending on how you look at it a year down the line could be recent or not most likely from the time if i'll be heading that direction and when i will i will get most of my referrals from you i'll be like josh who catered your wedding would you recommend such a person right now uh, we are planning a wedding of one of my friends and we've gotten somebody who did your suits mm-hmm to do the suits for the gentleman mm-hmm. in this particular wedding. So you see, yeah. and how, why is that? Because that person's work mm-hmm. stood out. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, for you, in order to get multiple revenue streams, ensure you have a very good and rich network of persons. Yeah. Do your work well, yeah. and also use your hobbies. Mm-hmm. Hobbies can actually end up earning you. The things, you your passion, mm-hmm. your passion, mm-hmm. what you love, your hobbies can actually end up mm-hmm. becoming a source of revenue stream for you as a person and depending on how you look at it so never have one revenue stream if you ask me on top of that what you've talked about um, knowing people uh, TDJ says Mm. your network determines Mm. your net worth very true yeah your network determines your net worth very I'm writing that (laughs) I swear (laughs) your network determines your Okay. It's true. And it's true. It's true. It's true. It's actually it's it's actually a very good principle because and your networking is not based off of what a person can give you, but also what do you bring to the table. What do you bring to the table? You don't just go there. Others, you're just being a leech. You're just going that way. You're just like, like you're boring. Or, and, and the thing is, people sense it when somebody it just wants to take away from them. This person mm-hmm. is most coming to, to, to bring to add any, anything. That's why you're saying your hobbies and your talents and your skills can mm-hmm. be of great benefit. So build yourself as a brand. Build your skills. What you do have in your hand, actually do the best that you can with whatever you have in your hand and see actually where it takes you. Another principle when you're talking about um, trying to draw the line mm. or trying to be uh, instinctive with uh, when to give, when to help, when when to cut some things down is a principle somebody gave me was don't loan money mm-hmm. you're not willing to lose. Mm. Don't loan an amount that you're not willing to lose. I hope you're writing. Me, I'm yeah. writing down. Don't loan. <laughs> Don't loan amounts that you're not willing to lose. Okay. That is a very good principle to me mm-hmm. because you can be very offended if that person does not pay you back. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, one principle, and, and that has because, uh, like the Bible tells us this, that when you lend to somebody, lend with the expectation that they won't give you back. Back. Yeah. Don't it's lend true. with the mentality of, I want you to give me this money back. <laughs> isn't, so, isn't that the principle we use when Chicks borrow money from <laughs> from dudes like Josh. They make you come do. You need to out our. This is Jesus telling me to talk out. Why not? You need to know. Ah, unajatui menda. If you na wezi uliza. You can't ask. Can't even start asking. Sarah, Sarah, ni aji le. Niko fix flani apa? Just get, just get a high. Money lent to women. 
by Mills. Forget that. That's a grant. Hiyo hata si loan, hiyo ni grant. Hiyo ni World Bank. Joezi rudi umuombe. Count it gone. It's true. So, it's very important. It's actually to actually keep your mental temple. Like so if five people asking you for cash, how much money are you willing to lose? Yeah. Like to give it and not have the expectation that they will give it back because they could give it back to you and they said they can give it back to you five years down the line. They can give it back to you never. Mm-hmm. You see, and they'll just switch off their phones and you do have anything to do with it. And so it's important to for maintaining relationships Ships, or yeah. for maintaining your own sanity. You see, just give money that you're willing to lose mm-hmm. that you know give you that expectation. It's a very good principle. It's even in the Bible and mm-hmm. I think it's important to apply it. In the coming weeks, uh, we'll be doing a mini series and we'll get a financial advisor who can really break it down for us on the practical things that we can do yeah. uh, to manage our finances better. So you need to watch out for that. Yeah. Otherwise, see ya.